Hello everyone, this is Mulder, also known as Faye, here for episode 9 of the Godzilla Roundtable. And today, as always, I am joined by... Ton here once again. And Crash here again as well. And once more, we have a very special guest with us today. Today we are joined by Chris McDonald of Something Ghoulish and also Gargantricast. Hello! Chris is, Chris is really funny enough who got me into the Godzilla fandom. As a whole, after I'd been a hermit for so long. Sorry. Because I am sorry for making <laughs> you go down my level. <laughs> <laughs> because Chris followed me on the Gargantucast account, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll follow back. And that blossomed into this entire thing, where I'm now recording a Godzilla podcast and subjecting my friends weekly <laughs> to Godzilla movies. You just brought me on just, just to, just to point the, you just You just brought me on just to point the blame. <laughs> scapegoat for all yeah this. chris yeah yeah chris this was this is not actually about destroy monsters this <laughs> is about you on trial <laughs> but in all, in all seriousness chris as we do with every guest on here how did you get into godzilla well i'll get my autobiography ready okay Ross so started when i was born i mean <laughs> so before i was into godzilla I was in the dinosaurs growing up because I was in as we all yeah, were. I was I again I I was born in '94, so I grew up in in a post era, a post Jurassic Park era where dinosaurs were cool again. And according mm-hmm. to family legend, my uh, my mom would say my first word was dinosaur. <laughs> so my mom, uh, we, she lived near a uh, like a video store. I don't know if it was like a blockbuster or just like a mom pop store. But she would frequently bring mm-hmm. movies, and a lot of them were dinosaur and dinosaur adjacent. And I remember mm-hmm. one of the movies, like earliest from, uh, movies I remember, was a copy of Godzilla vs. Megalon. And mm-hmm. ever since then, I've just been hooked with Godzilla. And she, I, my mom kept bringing more and more Godzilla movies. I think um, by the time uh, Godzilla 98, which was my first movie I seen in theaters that I remember... I had almost oh. every Godzilla movie on VHS. The only ones I didn't have was uh, Smog Monster and Raids Again. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I've just been part of this uh, rabbit hole for, you know, ever since. Like, I started getting into Tokusatsu because I noticed Power Rangers was like Godzilla. And then, you know, there was mm-hmm. Ultraman Tiga on Foxbox, which I re- was getting into. Gamera, I was actually first exposed to the Heisei trilogy. Uh same. So, yeah, and now I'm this, you know, somewhat functioning human being who has a podcast <laughs> and writes about giant monsters, trying to make a living out of it. Fantastic. That's the way to be, to be honest. <laughs> uh, something funny I've, I've been noticing, really, is this recurring trend of dinosaur kids coming Godzilla Yeah, I was going to say, it's always, like, Jurassic Park that kind of, like, leads them into Godzilla. <laughs> well, because that's how it happened with me as well, and also Ton, and now Crash. Yeah, we all met from Jurassic Park, so yeah, I guess. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Godzilla is just, it's, it's I forgot what's, it's like, you know, uh, uh, Dan, Cooler Dan, it's just the JP T-Rex, dinosaur, Godzilla, Cooler Dinosaur. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's it's a it's a T Rex who's huge and can breathe fire. What's not to love about it? And he fights other big he dinosaurs. Does funny little dances sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I guess we'll get into into the meat of our of our episode today, and that is on the finale of the Golden Age of the Showa era, Destroy All Monsters from 1968. 
and I guess I'll start with Crash here, putting him on the spot. <laughs> wow. How would you how would you rate the Soil Monsters Crash? Um, I probably give it a six point five out of ten, honestly, because I will say I liked it more than Son of Godzilla, but I mm-hmm. kind of found it a little disappointing personally. I might have hyped it up a little too much in my head, especially from like the post that you showed me and the name. Yeah, but I just feel it kind of didn't live up to what I was expecting. That's fair. Um, just to tease a little bit, Crash. I, I'm now very curious how you feel about Final Wars, but we'll get to that <laughs> way down the line. Yeah. Anyway, gotta get my co-host Cole on that show. It's um on that episode. <laughs> Chris, what did you think of the Surreal Monsters, and what and what would you rate it? Oh, I really love this movie. This is definitely one of my top ten top ten favorite Godzilla movies. Top five show era. I love this movie. Could be a bit of nostalgia, but this is one of the movies I enjoyed watching a lot growing up. I had the the ADV uh, uh, VHS, which was like notable for having also helped introduce me to Evangelion. Well, that's a topic for another day. I would I would rate <laughs> this like a nine nine point uh, nine point five. It's I say it's very much a high an A plus tier. It's not S tier for me, mm-hmm. but it's pretty damn close. I really love this movie. All right, Ton, what would you rate it, even though I know because I always peek at your letterbox before you use these videos? <laughs> not videos, not videos, Looking recordings. Yeah, um, so Destroy All Monsters is a 7 out of 10 for me. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's very solid. There's nothing um, objectively really wrong with it. I just had some personal things up with it that just kind of brought it down, but not by a lot. But yeah, so <laughs> 7 out of 10 for me. Well, I'm going to be al- allying myself with Chris this episode. <laughs> this is, is an 8 out of 10 for me. I love this movie. Like, it has issues. I'll be the first to admit it. But it's just such a fun movie. And like Chris, this is very nostalgic for me because it was probably the show era movie I watched the most as a kid, honestly, just because it had all my favorites in, like, Baragon and King Ghidorah. And, of course, Godzilla. So I just really have a lot of fond memories of this movie and, like, including it in marathons I'd make as a kid. And I also had 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 the ADV version of it. I had it on DVD, where where, where it had literally nothing before. It just starts automatically. Oh, that, that's weird. I nice. like I had the VHS, which actually had like a bunch of ads. It had like an, I remember along with an Evangelion ad. It had an ad for Super Atragon, mm-hmm. the that anime OVA. Oh, huh. oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so you find if I also got exposed to Evangelion through a kaiju VHS tape, but mine was Guardian of the Universe. Huh. But that's a story for another yeah. time. Because <laughs> that's Gamera and Evangelion, two big rabbit holes. Okay, reworking myself back to Destroyal Monsters. In Destroyal Monsters, we're introduced to four new monsters. Crash. Oh, yeah. Can okay. you name the four <laughs> new monsters to the Godzilla franchise? All right, so the one that I always remember is Baragon. Um, yeah. Varen. Yeah, you got a Varan. Um, uh, <laughs> there's the fucking the gliding one that like just flies up. <laughs> that was Varan. That's Varan. That was Varan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, shit. What was the other one? <laughs> do you have two more? Come on, Crash. You can do it. I want to say it starts with an R, but I'm probably wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. Damn. Okay, I forgot the last. Two. <laughs> the last two you didn't get was Mando, who was the Mando. giant. Snake oh yeah, the snake. Badger. Yeah. And Gorosaurus, who, who who broke King Ghidorah's oh, yeah. back. True. The Allosaurus type kaiju. Yeah. Who who jumped and did the kangaroo kick and broke King Ghidorah's <laughs> back. That was really funny. 
<laughs> All right, so Crash, what did you think of the four new kaiju we got this time? Um, I probably liked them a lot more if they showed up more often, but I think their <laughs> designs were cool. Mandra, that's his name, mm-hmm. the giant snake. Manda. 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 Manda was cool. I like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was probably the one of the new four. I feel like got the most screen time, besides mm-hmm. probably Gorosaurus. He was cool. Gorosaurus yeah. is also cool. More dinosaur than Godzilla, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Baragon and Baron, they look cool, but they I they didn't do much. I didn't get to see them in action. The, fu- the funniest thing is Crash with Baron. That's the last time you'll see him. Really? Ooh. They, they yeah. introduced him, had him fly, and then he just dips forever. Well, he had a he had yes. a movie beforehand. Uh, okay. Yeah, he did. He had which I'll which I'll get into when I talk that's... about it because I'll give some more background wow. detail. But yeah, that's the last time you see Baran ever. Not even in his own stuff. Wow, it's really that's funny. Sad. All right, all right, Ton, what did you think of the four new monsters that we got introduced to? Um, so I really like all these guys. They're kind of the I almost want to call them the C-listers of the Godzilla. <laughs> uh, Gorosaur. You're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Baragon is at least B. <laughs> yeah, Baragon's probably gets a little higher. Right, but Baragon's great. Super cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I really like Gorosaurus. I really like to see a modern take on his design. Same. He's just a cool idea of a more therapod kaiju. Yeah. Yeah. Man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Manda, I really like kind of that serpent um, Chinese dragon look is always cool. And then mm-hmm. Varen um, is a thing. <laughs> I'm not really sure. What <laughs> you like the Echo stuff? <laughs> All right. Chris, what did you think of our four new kaiju? All right. So when it comes to Manda and Gorosaurus, this is definitely their time to shine, but it's really Mm -hmm. weird that Toho never gave them any more time to shine after this movie. Like, and it's funny that the ones that got a bigger following are the ones that barely appeared. Baragon and Varen. You know, Baragon Mm -hmm. because, oh, it's cute, and you know, he, uh, Baragon got a really good, somewhat of a redemption in the spotlight with uh, GMK. But, yep, I can't wait for that one. Varen is basically like I wouldn't even want to say an underdog. More like the last, like the last kid who gets picked at like dodgeball. <laughs> For a long time, I really thought that Varen did not even appear in this movie <laughs> until until I did a rewatch. Oh wait, he does show up in this movie. True, because he's in it so quickly. True story. True story. When um when I mm-hmm. first got this movie on VHS, I knew Varen was in it, and throughout the movie, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, where's Varen? Where's Varen? Uh, later plot point, but I thought Varen was going to be the fire dragon. Oh, because I I had no idea. I had <laughs> at, at that point I had no idea what Varen's role was. Yeah, oh, for me with the four, I think with the exception of Varen, because Varen's just a, a nothing character. To be honest, <laughs> I'm sorry, all all, all five Varen fans. <laughs> but um, in regards to Goros with Amanda. I think in this movie they definitely make the biggest make the biggest impact, especially because Gorosaurus has such a big role in the final fight. Yeah, compared 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 to the other three, who for some reason don't do anything. I've never yeah. been explained to as to why that happens. Um, I know Baragon was supposed to have a bigger role, but the ears interfered in the scene where he destroys the Arc de Triomphe when they were filming that. 
there's a misconception that it was because Ultraman damages suit, but that's not the case. Really, the suit was fine. Yeah, it was just that the ears got in the way of the of the scene, which I believe was an issue they had in Franklin Conquers the World as well. Which is, by the way, I should say, all four of these monsters come from prior Toho Kaiju movies. Varan comes from his own movie called Varan, the Unbelievable. Oh, really? Gorosaurus. <laughs> yeah, Gorosaurus is from King Kong Escapes. Yeah, Gorosaurus Bar- is the Japanese T-Rex from King Kong. Yeah. Baragon from Frankenstein Conquers the World, which is known in Japan as Frankenstein versus Baragon. And then Manda from Atragon. Um, but yeah, so Manda and Gorosaurus make the biggest impact because Manda's one of the three no four kaiju yeah. who gets who, who gets sent to destroy Tokyo. Then of course Gorosaurus has the Arc de Triumph scene and also basic basically fucking killing King Ghidorah. <laughs> like like honestly, uh I like I always joke about how the uh kaiju have roles like uh DBZ characters. Mm-hmm. I always see Gorosaurus as the the Ten Shinhan of the group, or he at least knows how to fight and he's not completely useless, but he doesn't get mm-hmm. that much time to shine. Me and Crash have no idea who that is, but Tundra knows. Yeah. So I'm sure he <laughs> three, I'm sure he appreciates three, okay, that. Okay, if you've seen DV, anything DVC, he's the three-eyed guy. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, true. I, I kind I, of know. I know design. some characters and like some jokes about it, but yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. funny. Um, uh, for once, Crash, I'm with you with not knowing anything about an anime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Baragon, though, I feel like is probably the most surprising because of the fact that Baragon ends up getting such a big role later on, like I was teasing to you, Crash. But I'll cover that more I mean, when we hit that movie. He shows up on our cover, and I was like, oh boy, I can't wait to see his yeah. first appearance in Godzilla. And he has literally nothing. <laughs> I was really disappointed. <laughs> he should have showed him Frankenstein Conquers the World. That's true. Right now we're just well, covering Godzilla. Godzilla. Like, eventually we'll get to like other ones, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I and I guess that that leads us into. Oh, sorry, Chris. Did you have something to say? I was going to say it's also interesting of some of the monsters that got cut from this movie. There's going to be way more. Oh yeah, that is interesting. Which because that is because we were supposed to have um Kamakuras from Son of Godzilla. I know. I mean, Kamakuras was considered for no for time. Oh yeah. I wasn't he wasn't Kamakuras seen in one of the like scientist rooms i I swear yes i believe so yeah i know uh a gargantua from more of the gargantua is going to be in it i know maguma from yeah from gorath maguma which by the which by the way crash just so you know um the gargantua is a maguma or other toho kaiju that are in other individual science fiction stuff that's not um godzilla well we'll cover all that when we do uh and also, I know the big, the big exclusions obviously are Ibra and Kamakuras and Kong. And those, yeah, but oh, Kong's true. complicated. Kong, Kong's special. He's like the special guest character. <laughs> yeah, Kong is like Kong is like um Sonic in, in Smash Bros. <laughs> so it's always like, will they work together again, or is this it? <laughs> yeah, and with special. Kong, um, they never work together again until twenty twenty one. So wow. But yeah, for some reason, Ibra and Kamakuras just were left out. I'm not entirely sure why. All right, in Kamakuras fairness, was I guess, right? yeah, Kamakuras was the mantis from Son of Godzilla, and Ibira is the the big shrimp. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, in Ibira. fairness, I I I am not the biggest Ibira fan, so his his lack of presence wasn't missed for me. <laughs> wow, rude, Chris. Lobsters, <laughs> lobsters have rights too. I'm so. <laughs> 
You you have rights. You, have, you have rights unless you're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Little which I button. guess gets into speaking of stuff which didn't happen. Um, this was originally also going to be a finale for the Godzilla franchise because basically the films are starting to have lowering returns. So Toa was like, okay, let's send this off. Let's send this off on a high note. And this would be the this would be the final film to have the big four involved, where you have Ashiro Honda directing, Tomiyuki Tanaka producing as always, Akira Fukube doing the composing, and Eiji Tsuburaya having a big part in the special effects. Even though he wasn't as involved as he was in some prior films, he was still more hands-on with this one than he was with Son of Godzilla or Godzilla vs. Sea Monster, otherwise known as Ibra Harvey. Yeah, he, he was like, uh, it was going to be a, f- a few years after this is when he would be passed away. He was like sick at this point. Yeah, he was, which is why he has a bit of a reduced presence. And his, and I believe his um, protege who did Son of Godzilla and Ibra was who was also mainly in charge yeah. of this one, which is interesting. But yeah, um, how would you guys have felt if this ended up being the finale of Godzilla? Hmm, I don't know. Like, it's very fitting, but if this ended, there are so many monsters. Uh, if this was the end of the show era, there are so many monsters, yeah, that we would never gone. We wouldn't have gone guy again, hetera, mecha godzilla, mecha godzilla. Yeah, it's yep. just one of those things where it's like, I, 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 I don't want, I wouldn't, I kind of would have been upset if this was the finale, just in, in terms mm-hmm. of, but that's just the problem with hindsight, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, I like for me, this is kind of like I'm it's kind of starting from the beginning with the Godzilla franchise, besides the few I've seen that came yeah. out. So, yeah. if this were to be the last one, I honestly probably would have been really disappointed, but mm-hmm. glad it's not. Glad there's so much more to go to now. I'm excited for the rest. Yeah, so much more. <laughs> Ton, what would you think if this was the finale? Because I, cause I know you said you would, you're glad it wasn't. Yeah, um, I guess it's, it's kind of like. You know, like Chris said, with hindsight being such a big thing, if this was the last Godzilla movie, there'd be so much Godzilla stuff that we wouldn't have gotten. Like, because this franchise is just so big, the idea of it just ending after nine, nine, nine movies, like for any other franchise, that might sound like a, a fitting time to end it. But Godzilla just has so much potential that I'm glad it kept going even if it had its ups and downs after this yeah i'm the same i'm glad the i'm glad the money ended up being there for for it to keep going even if like big ton said there'd be some bumps in the road there's so much other good stuff coming show wise and i'm really glad we got and i would have like of course hindsight is 2020 so maybe if i didn't know like, okay yeah this would work as finale but for what we know came i'm very glad this wasn't it but speaking of, because this was going to go to be the finale, they brought back a lot of monsters. Some some we haven't seen before. Crash, what did you think of the returning monsters such as Verdan, Mantra, oh. King Ghidorah, and Giris? Well, I, I thought it was really cool. The opening scene kind of just sets up the tone of it. And I was like, oh my god, everyone's here. Look at Rodan. Oh my god, look yeah. at Mothra. And Gears was when I was like, holy shit, they brought back that guy. Fucking raids again. <laughs> <laughs> I was cool to see him, man. He looks clean as fuck in this movie. He was pretty derpy yeah. in raids again. But here he looks really cool. I love his design in this one. And Same. Design is really Mothra's good. Mothra was fucking warm again. Oh well. <laughs> but it was cool to see her again. It's a different one, right? The baby. Yes. Yeah. It's like the third Mothra. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is now the third one. Yeah, Gen 3 Mothra, I believe. 
but it was yeah. really cool. It was awesome seeing like a bunch of returning ones, and I've seen the new ones too. Even if I wish they got more presents, yeah. that this is something I'll get to later. But yeah, I love their scope with this one. It's really exciting. Same. Ton, what do you think of the returning monsters this time around? Um, it just kind of reminds me of that joke uh, people made about um Avengers Endgame when uh Marvel <laughs> executive said it was the most ambitious crossover of all time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like we've, we talked about Godzilla as kind of the first um, cinematic universe before, mm-hmm. but this mm-hmm. is when you really feel get that feeling of a cinematic universe. You have every one of Godzilla's past friends and enemies coming back, along with some mm-hmm. crossover characters. And they were making this in 1968, which is yep, yep. really impressive. So the fact that while some kaiju didn't get as much action as others. The fact that they had all these monsters come together is just really cool. I can imagine. It is. It is. I can imagine how hyped Japanese kids were when this movie <laughs> came out. They really were, judging by the box office sales and who made up that box office. It was mostly kids, funny enough, which is why the franchise would take a turn to the more kiddish. We'll talk about that in a bit. Okay, Chris, what did you think of the returning monsters? I mean, Godzilla is always Godzilla. Uh, this is my favorite show era suit besides 1954. I always love the 68 suit. Um, <laughs> I, I I feel like the one monster who kind of got shafted, probably one of the, the bigger ones, is uh, Mothra. Not even that the fact that oh, she's yeah. a worm. It's just she <laughs> doesn't really do much, especially the especially yeah. even compared to Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, when she was a worm. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, where's the fairies? Where's the Shobi Jin? Oh, yeah. Uh, don't think about that. I, yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't I, even think about that. Like, honestly, don't like, think, hey, yeah, don't think about hey, it. Hey, where'd they go? Like, I thought it would have been cool if they were like advisors for the island or something. I don't know. Um, You know, Anguirus is, you know, he's always going to be Godzilla's best friend. And he's cool. It's cool seeing him. Like, he looks much better than Raids again. And Rodan, mm-hmm. again, it feels like Rodan was kind of underwhelmed in this film, especially compared to. Uh, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, and Astro Monster. Like he only does enough. Mm-hmm. He basically, you know, uh, like coward. He basically flies away once he gets zapped <laughs> in Ghidorah in the final yeah. battle. He doesn't really do much. He could have just helped with when he, Ghidorah was flying himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me with the uh, returning monsters, I think it's really cool to see them back, especially Angiris, because this is really the start of Angiris's reinvention, which I like a lot more. Than his portrayal on raids again like you see a lot of the stuff like his like his tenaciousness like him just fucking grabbing king Ghidorah's neck as king Ghidorah's taking off <laughs> and not letting go which is really fun i i and also i forgot to mention minya's back, oh, yeah, Minya's back. <laughs> <laughs> collective groan <laughs> and, and, and minya gets to do the final kill on king Ghidorah, which is amazing <laughs> Was he under- okay, I Minya really- is really that character. You're playing like a four-player smash battle. These two guys have been fighting that 300%, and Minya comes in and just hits him with a forward smash and gets the kill. Because he didn't do any shit during that <laughs> battle until the end. <laughs> he, he just stand there, waited. He wanted to take the XP from exactly. everyone else. <laughs> he stole that kill. Uh, was he even under mind control in the movie? He like he was he appeared in the beginning, disappeared. You forget he exists. <laughs> they didn't you even thankfully forgot he-, he was useless. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they were just like, we can't use this. It's like that scene in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the 90s one, 
where Sarah's like, babies, you brought me babies. I don't know. A, a several hundred foot tall baby is still going to cause damage. Have you seen Honey, We Blew Up the Kid? <laughs> okay, true. Baby Kaiju. I actually... This, oh, go ahead, mm-hmm. Faith. Go ahead, Tom. All right. No, it's okay. okay yeah. I actually will compliment one thing on Minya. Uh, mm-hmm, his suit mm-hmm. in this looks a lot better. It does. It it does. does. I, I, I agree. I, agree. I can't say I noticed a stark difference. I guess it looks better. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I just don't like me. Crash just <laughs> Crash just hates me. <laughs> yeah. I noticed they gave him like little spikes on his back. So he looks more yeah. yeah, they're yeah. more they're more pronounced this time. Mm-hmm. He he's growing ever so slightly. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess speaking of the final battle, Wait. this is easily the oh yeah. Crash? I was gonna say, are we gonna do an order? We're gonna start. What? <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the final battle okay, out no, of the way. Yeah. I'll talk about everything else. The final battle is easily the biggest battle so far, Godzilla wise. You have Gorosaurus, Kumanga, Matra, Godzilla, Angiris, Rodan, and on the sidelines as a cheerleader, Minya. With Manda, Varen, and Baragon watching in the background. They're there in spirit. All up against all yep, all, all up against King Ghidorah. How did you guys feel about seeing such a massive battle for the first time in the Godzilla franchise? It is cool. I will say, like in hindsight, it's really unfair for King Ghidorah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Like Oh my gosh, that reminds me, not to cut you off, Chris. But when we were watching it, Crash was just like, "Damn, he's getting the shit beat out of him." <laughs> no, seriously, this was this was a hood beating. Like you got like remember the scene from PS4 Spider Man when the Sinister Six just beat the shit out of Spider Man. That's what it reminded yeah, that's me basically of. What happened? Like this, King Ghidorah didn't stand a chance in this movie. This was a hazing. This was a kaiju hazing. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's like that bit in GMK. Chris and Tom will know what Crash once we get to it, where they just see Godzilla wailing on Baragon, and here's just like our monster doesn't stand a fucking chance. That, that's basically King Ghidorah. In this. It's like it's like that scene from Simpson, the guy, the kid screaming, "He's already dead." Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. That is, and you see him bleeding and yeah, stuff. Yeah, this is the first time he's actually fucking dead. He doesn't pussy out and fly away yeah. this time. He's actually dead. <laughs> yeah, they literally kill him off because it's because this was for at the time the final one. <laughs> Which I guess leads us into the plot of of the movie. Which is first of all, we have a massive time scale in the distant future. We, the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Because we jump from 1967 to 1999 in the timeline, where humanity's basically become a spacefaring civilization to a degree. We have bases on the moon. We've rounded up all the monsters finally. They're all stuck on monster, a monster island, or as it's called in this one, monster land. And everything's good. And then, of course, we have aliens come and show up again. Fucks and gloves. But this time, they're the Kelax, not the Zillions. I thought they were going to be and the This time, again. they're all female. And this time, they're all female, but actually. They're space rocks. I thought, I thought there were space worms. worms. Space worms that turn into rocks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're space metal rock. Yeah, imagine being a fucking slugs. <laughs> the audacity. From the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. <laughs> yeah, so I felt like with the plot, it reminded me a lot of mm-hmm. Astro Monster. And it's very much. I feel yeah. like in that regard, that's kind of 
would disappoint me. It felt like Astro Monster, but like without a really good human plot like Astro Monster had. Yeah. It just felt a little uninspired to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go, 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 go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, and I know you're talking about the finale and stuff, and they hype it up to come destroy all monsters. But as I said before, I felt like mm-hmm. a lot of the monsters didn't get a great chance to shine. A few of them did, but mm-hmm. a lot of the newer ones just kind of chilling out in the background watching everybody else fight yeah. or getting like a little cameo and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel that's where I felt disappointed. I hyped it up a lot in my head as the giant finale. Personally, mm-hmm. and I feel deluded as well. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Ton, what do you think of the plot of the Stray Monsters? Yeah, I'm kind of like Crash where um, I was just kind of hoping for a little more from it. Um, I certainly like a lot of the ideas behind it. I like the kind of far future setting of the 90s and um, <laughs> how you kind of see like a natural evolution of the Godzilla world and humanity mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. to coexist with the kaiju. Um, I guess for me, the weak point was kind of the collects themselves. Yeah, um, yeah. I was kind of hoping like the zillions, they would get kind of explored through throughout the movie to kind of show their motivations. But at some point, they kind of go from these mysterious aliens and then find out they're slug rock, (laughs) living metal. And then Mm -hmm. the movie's just kind of just like, all right, enough about them. Let's just blow them up. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, how do you feel about about the Stray Monsters plot? I feel like the plot, yeah, like for some people, it felt like it's just too simple to a fault. But the way Mm -hmm. I see it, it's basically an excuse just to have Toho's victory lap of of basically their kaiju uh, series. It's kind of like the first Avengers. The first Avengers has a really dirt simple plot. But that's yeah. it's not trying to tell a deep story. It's meant to be a celebration of its of its mere mm-hmm. existence. So I'm not harsh on destroying monsters, and it still has Shiro Honda's uh, humanist themes, and it does. And it feels like the yeah, the Kelax are not as fleshed out as the Zillions, but they're meant to be mm-hmm. like a manifestation of just you know harmful ideals bullying nations with power. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's an interesting view on it. Yeah, and you know, the Kelax are basically like they're not meant to be sympathetic or as interesting as the Zillions because the Zillions are supposed to represent like they're def- they're definitely an allegory for like you know uh, communism and the Cold War in Astro Monster. While here, the Kelax are just mm-hmm. a representation of just a harmful ideal themselves. Yeah. That's why they're they come across so smug and so you know in heat. They're mm-hmm. it's funny that. They're probably the most inhuman aliens of the entire Godzilla franchise, even with the cartoonishly evil ones in like Mechagodzilla or, you Mm -hmm. know, probably the more interesting ones like from uh, Gigan. I I think that's just the point. They're not meant to be sympathetic. They're just meant to be. These people are bad. It's just a harm (laughs) of a 100% bad thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I I feel Mm -hmm. like the plot was just simple just to be like, oh, Let's just have a bunch of cool monsters. And it, one thing about the plot is mm. it doesn't meander too long until the very, mm. very end. But for the most mm. part, it, at least, you know, the characters have agency like, oh, we got to go here. We got to go here. We got to go here. Mm-hmm. See, I with, with the story of Destroy Monsters, I feel like I'm, I'm in the middle because I do really enjoy its simplicity. The characters really aren't that fleshed out. Like I cannot remember anyone's name <laughs> besides the main female character. 
who is Kyoko, but everyone else to me is serviceable. They're fun. They're enjoyable. The acting's good as always. It was really funny to me speaking of the acting to see the to see the rich guy from verse Matra from from Matra verse come back. That was really fun <laughs> because I recognized him from his mustache. Oh yeah. <laughs> but besides that, like I definitely do see the humanistic ideals from Honda and the Kilax are basically imperialism again. I just do think though that the human story and the plot is very underdeveloped compared to the monster stuff because the monster stuff is really cool. Like Crash was saying earlier, I love the scope of this movie and and how it's the first one to truly go international. Like we see China, we see America, we see yeah. Russia, we see France. We they mention London. I that's definitely mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about this movie. What I like a lot. I love the scale of it, the scope because it does get that finale yeah. feel down really well. It's all around the world. Mm-hmm. I think it's first, you said it's the first time they destroyed like a national monument that wasn't from Japan. Yep. Which was it? Uh, yeah. um, uh, the first one which they destroyed was Rodan destroying Moscow, and he destroys. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the name of that building. Ton, you're our history guy. Do you <laughs> know the building in Moscow? I believe that is the. Um, one second. <laughs> I'll Russia find it. But either way, yeah, He's like, our fact it, it was it was cool though because like wow, like they've <laughs> they're they're really fucking up the world now. Like it's actually in a lot of danger. They're mm-hmm. able to just teleport them too wherever they need to. Yeah. So I the scale is definitely one of my favorite parts about it. The world building itself yeah. is really good. I actually like from what yeah, I, that's really good too. From my research, Shiro Honda had a lot more world building planned. It's just it's definitely yeah. He has a ton. And is that like especially the opening? Like it felt like it was just more of a history lesson about this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. Like it definitely um something really funny. Crash is when the end you, you were like, wow, this ending just like the Lost World does. <laughs> and you're and, and you're not wrong because it's like that leaving the monsters in peace on the island <laughs> kind of ending. And it is really neat because there is kind of a neat message to it. I will admit, even with the human plot being really basic, and there the scenes being very basic in it. I do enjoy the oh humans and monsters finally can coexist in peace, and that's how we're ending the franchise. I think that's a really interesting message of coexistence, and it does kind of translate over to to this being once more a United Nations thing, compared to say, like in other films where it's been Japan, which continuing that trend of the United Nations that we saw in Astro Monster and Son of Godzilla. Where it's every country working in unison to figure this out. Continuity. Yeah, it really builds off the last one. Mm-hmm. The end, I I love seeing where the world is going. I feel like <laughs> the mm-hmm. my problem is just mainly the story, but I feel like everything else about that stuff I do like. Yeah, I like the world about it. I like scale, and it does feel exciting too at times. Mm-hmm. I feel, but I do kind of think there's a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of things which I do actually. Like. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no, continue. Which actually does bring me into my other issue, which is the pacing with this movie. Because I'm sorry, Chris, but I personally would disagree with you. I think the pacing here really suffers after the Tokyo Attack. I will, I will say the two scenes that really hindered the pacing is them just dis, like disrupting the the mind control device, which mm-hmm. that the that drill scene with. goes on forever. Oh, that was really yeah. fucking funny though. Is that the scene where it just keeps cutting back and forth? <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah that's the scene. <laughs> as well as the um, after K- uh, King Adora is killed, there is the the fire dragon, which oh, was, yeah, I want to oh, yeah. so, that's, that's, that's 
so <laughs> lame. Like how? Like it's it. It was like a like a dog fight, but not even a cool it is dog a, fight. The worst Godzilla fight. Yeah, not even, <laughs> no, you can't even say a Godzilla fight because Godzilla's not in it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. It was. I was so. I, okay, I can't say I was so hyped, but I was like, "Oh shit, fire dragon! I wonder what it is." It's like a common thing. It's just a fucking UFO. Just a UFO on fire. That's it. Not even a yeah. monster. I was so blown. <laughs> Again, when I was a kid, I thought that was Varen because I didn't. See I thought Varen. that would be a monster too. I was very confused by that as a kid as well. I was like, "Wait." It's a UFO. It's not even a dragon. <laughs> Ton, what did you think of the pacing of this movie? Um, yeah, so I've, that's kind of a fault for me, too. Um, I feel like there's certainly, um, you know, the movie's never boring. It's never like, there's never like a scene where you're like, oh, my God, why is this in the movie? Well, besides mm-hmm. maybe the drilling scene. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think maybe, um, I don't know, it's always hard to describe, like, certain things could have been shorter, other things could have, like, mm-hmm. been longer. Um, like, it's, I think this is the first two-hour Godzilla movie, or? It's it's not two hours, it's an hour and 40 minutes, but it's definitely one of the longest. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. But the, the fact that you thought it was two hours is saying something. Else. Yeah, it just it felt kind of long. But mm-hmm. I, and I don't usually mind long movies, but I, think, I get that though because you know they thought it was they were they thought it was going to be a finale, but I still yeah. think that kind of becomes a problem. They can't. I, yeah. I don't think it doesn't have to be long. Most Godzilla movies are yeah. like an hour and a half, at least the ones we've seen. Yep. Yeah, they tend to stick to that. Nice. <laughs> yeah but yeah but yeah on the fire dragon i think the fire dragon is a big disappointment yeah easily it it did not need to be there yeah, it, it was I, I was thinking well, that was pretty funny the kill x <laughs> they were like shit losing fuck we literally only have the fire dragon left it's not even cool but they had to try and hype it up they're like ah, well you may have <laughs> defeated Ghidorah, but we still have the fire dragon and it died like Which, five by the minutes. way <laughs> Which, by the way, can I just say that King Adora has a fucking awesome entrance in this movie? You you mean the one they reused in um, Ghidorah uh, 3? <laughs> yeah, they, re- they reused it, but they reused it for a reason because it's fucking cool. And <laughs> it's cool. Oh, shit. It's, it's really, it, something really funny, Crash, is you're like, wait a second. King Ghidorah wasn't on that island. And I was like, funny that, smirking <laughs> face. I mean... You say like King Ghidorah is on that island. It's like, um, well, in fairness, King Ghidorah has always been said to be just, an inherently yeah. evil yeah. kaiju. <laughs> he will not yeah. get along with the other monsters. That <laughs> but, but that, but that's why though, it's really good in my opinion that they ended it on him. But then they ruined it a bit by having the fire dragon. Yeah, it's they like, could easily, yeah. they could have easily cut out the fire dragon. But it was so tacked on. It was just. It, it yeah. really does felt tacked on because it really doesn't accomplish anything. Uh, not not no. to mention the Keylocks were already destroyed by like mm-hmm. like they introduced the fire dragon, then Godzilla smashed them, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. so the fire dragon's all left. So why did you want to know? Do you want to know what it kind of reminds me of? What? It kind of reminds me of the bit in Majin Majin versus Godzilla where they randomly introduced the school kids for them to rescue to give the human. Yeah, that was just very <laughs> yes. God, you're right. It is like the it, it like it is like. <laughs> I, I I will say I I the dog fight was kind of neat, uh, but and compared to the larva fighting Godzilla, which is just you know one big um a camping session. Set piece. 
Yeah. <laughs> I say, at least there, they were kind of just trying to have something for the humans to do, even if it was pretty tacked on. Yeah. But here, like, yeah. the monsters were already, they already fought Godzilla. They didn't have to do anything else. So why yeah. it was there was very unnecessary. It's very. Um, Ton, do you have any, any thoughts on the, <laughs> on the fire dragon? Yeah. I was just going to agree. It almost makes the Keylocks feel kind of petty. It's like they're already defeated. <laughs> they lost yeah. their big monster, and they're just like, well, um, fuck you. We lit a UFO on fire. Eat that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like those little kid fights where, you know, you make up the uh, different power-ups and one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it just reminds me of a King of the Hill pocket sand. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did they just put their UFO on autopilot? Put it on fire. That's all they did. <laughs> um, something else that you want to mention about this is this movie is brutal. I think it's probably the most bloody Godzilla movie yet. Oh, yeah. Just saying something because a few of them are pretty bloody, especially the scene where poor Kyoko has her earrings ripped out oh, by yeah. Jesus the Christ, main that was her boyfriend. Not I like. I get it. Like he. One, you know, balls on him, like balls on him, and was just <laughs> luck on his side to realize that was the mind control device. Because, mm-hmm. like, the only thing, oh, sorry, go on, Chris. But, yeah, that. like, you're lucky that was the mind control device. Otherwise, you just come, like, if it wasn't, you're just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> just assault. <laughs> yeah, the only thing with that scene specifically for me, though, is knowing that they actually ripped out the earrings from the actress's ear. Wait, that's real blood? Yes, that's real blood, uh, and it actually and actually scarred her ears. Jesus Christ! Was prosthetics not a thing? Super method acting. I don't know what happened there. It's it 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 does kind you of. It was probably something they on agreed on. I don't know because I don't think they would just be like, yeah. yeah, just don't don't rip it off. Don't actually rip it off. You fucking did. Like I should that. Yeah. I don't know. It is weird though. Like they could have something must have. Yeah. Um, because this was from. I don't link in the screen below. I'm a Kaiju cast. Kyle from Kaiju cast did an interview with her in one of his um, uh, documentaries. And she said that, yeah, they really messed up her ears oh, doing that. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, that's not cool. But she wasn't, but she wasn't bitter about it. She was just like, yeah, that was real. What happened? I don't know what the heck happened, but yeah. And that brutality kind of carries on to the monster fights too. Like there's so much blood in them. Which makes which tells you that Edie Shibaraya was not entirely in control because Edie Shibaraya had had a rule to not do blood in those monster fights. It's funny. And this is where you start seeing it change. Wait, like I I caught I kinda caught shenanigans because the original Ultraman series got can get a little brutal. They, yeah, but there's no blood in them. His one rule was no blood. And this is what started changing that. Oh, the, what his way Yeah, pretty brutal. Like, I guess that's why when Ultraman Ace became super violent. Yeah. Wait. So they have they're fine with blood of the humans, but not with the monsters. First. Yeah. Was that I don't know why. I think with the um, the two pieces that they were fighting, mm-hmm. they're just fucking bleeding out. Oh no, Monsterverse. Oh, yeah. Monsterverse is Godzilla. Yeah, that was pretty. Cool. When they shoot each other. Yeah, over the money when they fucking die. <laughs> yeah. The monsters are fighting. Get out of there. <laughs> yeah. So what did you guys think of the brutality? I know Chris said what he saw, but Crash. Uh, it said. caught me off guard, and I'd say in a good way. My friend told yeah. me this. Um, It's kind of like how mm-hmm. at the end of Lord of the Rings, when Dong bites off Frodo's finger, it's super unexpected. Yeah. There hasn't really been anything like that. So it catches you off guard mm-hmm. and kind of makes you, oh, my gosh, this is serious. That's how I felt with this mm-hmm. one, you know. Ghidorah's just fucking bleeding out. <laughs> like, it's fucking out. Yeah. 
and you feel like the intensely like this is a real fight. They mean business. Yeah, I thought it was good. It is. I like it too. Ton, what do you think? Um, yeah, I I, I really liked it. Um, certainly by the modern Godzilla movies, gore is um no stranger to the fights <laughs> like G14, yeah. uh, King mm-hmm. of Monsters, and even Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Shin Godzilla, Jesus. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. I always like mm-hmm. pointing out how you can kind of see the origin, the start of certain tropes in these show yeah. movies. So it's kind of cool to see how, even though they're going for a more kiddie um, tone <laughs> and feel, which is certainly understandable considering the core audience. It's kind of cool mm-hmm. to see what they could get away with. Yeah. Well, Japan in general is very open to their kids seeing bloody stuff. Yeah. I mean, like like one mm-hmm. uh, One Piece is, is yeah. targeted towards Shonen anime is brutal. Uh, not to mention Gundam. Okay. Oh, God, Gundam. <laughs> yeah, this movie is brutal. Um, what else is there to say about, about Destroy Monsters? I, I can't believe it. I've run through all my topics in 44 minutes. <laughs> We're getting too fast. Incredible. We've we've nailed down the formula. I will say one thing I wanted I wanted to point out with Destroyer Monsters is it oddly mm-hmm. basically became like a staple of the franchise in terms of just you know it got so much airtime. Oh, it like, did. I, I remember this like when I did research. This was probably one of the most shown Godzilla movies of the Showa era, aside from the original King of the Monsters and and uh, oh. Megalon, surprisingly enough, as well as just. Uh, you know, the I like a lot of people have been wanting another destroy our monsters, and you know, we I feel like aside from Final Wars, we got the video game. Yep, destroy our monsters melee, which I played a lot of. Yeah, it and it took it's surprisingly took a lot of inspiration for it. You know, like the stages are across the world. Yeah, save the earth as well, and Godzilla Unleashed. We don't talk about Godzilla Unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much nostalgia for that game, but I haven't played it in yeah. years. No, fair enough. Um. One thing that's hilarious, uh, we brought it up a little bit, but uh, Crash, uh, the, the thing about Varen, he's infamous for, he's like planned for Godzilla movies, but he scrapped the last minute every <laughs> single yes, he time. He, he's gotten scrapped so many times. <laughs> Damn, that's unfortunate. Again, he's the kid that no one picks a dodgeball. <laughs> because literally, this is only ever Godzilla appearance. And it's like what, fifteen seconds yeah, long? That's at most. Really it's just popping up like like hi. Like, why did they even fucking get the rights? They weren't even gonna do anything. I mean they own him. Oh, they well, own him. Yeah, they own sure him. Was like to- yeah. yeah. Like a different company. Okay. No, well, then, yeah, it makes sense, I guess. No, Toho to- Toho made Varan in nineteen fifty six. Yes. Yeah, and he was and that was his only movie in a big role. And in here he's a cameo. And then it's just like Forget all that, But then I mean, again, the gore source also hasn't shown up since this as well. Sadly. I mean, aside from hell, at least he got stock footage. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't count. That's like a, at least shows that's I like think saying, hey. at least thinking about him. You know? <laughs> yeah. But hopefully something else. But Manda and Berrigan will show up later, which is cool. Manda really? Okay. That's cool. He was probably yeah, the Manda most shows up one, later on. Yeah. Wait. You mean Manda's more unique than Baragon in your mind? Oh, no, I meant of the other monsters, really. No, Baragon's fucking like Gremlin, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I meant in comparison to the other monsters. Okay, that's fair. Baragon's like a dog. Yeah. No, Man, Manda's a snake. 
like legs. elephant. <laughs> but they're they're both cool. Go- <laughs> Varen's based on a on a on, on a flying squirrel. Yeah, he's like that. Which is, I feel like the the closest thing we got to a modern Varen is that one uh, monster from Monster Hunter, the the flying squirrel. One. Oh, oh yeah, I know it. Ton definitely knows it. I know it, but I forgot. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm on, I'm on a roll for gay names. <laughs> okay, crash because I wanted to tell you what this next movie is about on air. The next because this one's yeah, <laughs> the next Godzilla movie we'll be watching, which we'll be joined by David from Kaiju Apostle Podcast, is called All Monsters Attack. Oh God, All Monsters Attack. Is that just it? Yeah. And 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 in America, it was called Godzilla's Revenge. Ooh. Now let me show you a poster for it, <laughs> real quick, and then I'll say what the movie's about. Godzilla's Revenge, but he's already got revenge. Wait, <laughs> is that Kamunga Tamakuas fucking Minya? Is Minya back again? Oh yeah, I guess I, at least they're keeping continuity. At least I was worried they were just gonna be like, "All right, he's gone. My child is no more." <laughs> remember, remember, Crash though. This next one's non-canon. Oh yeah, you told me this one's non-canon. Godzilla's Revenge. Yeah, what? Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> now, 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 let me read you the plot synopsis of Old Mantra's Attack. Mm. <clears throat> Wait, let me let me find a, a, a not a super long one because because I I need to get this. The Old Mantra's already attacked. A bully, a, a bullied schoolboy dreams of traveling to Monster Island where Godzilla's son Vinya. Is also dealing with the problems associated with bullying. Oh, I see why this isn't canon. <laughs> it's like a, a fucking Godzilla PSA. <laughs> You're not wrong, actually. Oh my god! Basically, basically, this is more of a of a child friendly like drama. A silly one for kids. <laughs> it it's 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 like a child drama with a Godzilla clip show. Yeah. Oh gosh! Okay, with some new minion footage, perfect, and one new monster. One is that the one in the middle punching the shit out of minion? Yeah, He's yeah. My hero. <laughs> <laughs> That's Gabara. Gabara, will he ever come mm-hmm. back? No, no. It's da- damn, he's damn to Godzilla minion footage for life. <laughs> oh man, I cannot wait. For you to That's see those movies. <laughs> this <laughs> one, this one is a treat. And while this one's from 1969, um, this is basically the start of Godzilla taking a shift to the more bizarre, shall we say? Should be funny for a while, anyway. So this is the end of Into, the first era. Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, um. This. this is the end of the first sub era. We're still in the Showa era, but we're entering into what's more like the Silver Age of it. <laughs> where we get a lot more weird stuff i'm down for it like <laughs> like 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 i'm sure you've seen godzilla flying and the, and the godzilla tail slide <laughs> yeah i can't wait to see that this is that era this is that era and we're starting it next time oh boy can't wait <laughs> but but funny enough though this movie is actually pretty deep next time but i'll discuss that more in the next episode all right so i'm gonna start Letting everyone do their closing thoughts. Crash, what are your closing thoughts on the story of monsters? monsters? Um, personally, a little disappointing, but I do like a lot of what it brought to the table. I love the scale of it, mm-hmm. and I do see why it was pretty hype. You know, for a finale, they did bring all the characters, 
play a whole bunch of monsters back. Even Ghidorah comes back, finally gets his ass kicked. So uh, I find it <laughs> a little uninspired compared to what I've seen before. Uh, it wasn't bad. Like I said, the only real bad one I feel mm-hmm. is probably Raids again. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, I still thought it was all right, even if it was kind of disappointing to me. All right, Ton, what are your closing thoughts on Destroyer Monsters? Uh, Destroyer Monsters is um, not my favorite, but it's a, definitely a solid movie. Like, if someone wanted to, has never seen a Godzilla movie, and you just want, or if they're a fan of the newer movies, but they want to know what the shows are like, I would probably show them Destroy All Monsters. Just as mm-hmm. a way to kind of give them an idea of what the show movies feel like. So mm-hmm. it's a solid entry into the franchise. I'm glad it's not the final entry, but you know it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a show of Godzilla. Movie. You're gonna get all the show the full show experience. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I do feel like go go crash. I feel like yeah, if this is definitely like the first one, if you haven't seen a lot, yeah, it's it's definitely good. I think I'm just seeing it through the lens of like seeing all the previous ones. So I feel like yeah. that's like oh, I've seen this before. But if you like stand alone, yeah, yeah, you definitely get a lot out of it. Sorry, go Chris. <laughs> My bad. No, <laughs> that, that's fair. no worries. Uh, like again, I, I see this. I really enjoyed this movie as like a celebration of the Showa era up until this point. It's basically yeah, like the first Avengers movie. It's meant to just be like a victory lap of this franchise, and I really do enjoy it. It, it definitely. If someone wants to know about the other monsters, you know, like and don't and want a little quick bite of all of them, I feel like this is a good way to start with them. Yeah, it is. I'd agree. Um, for the Super Monsters, for me, like I said, it's a very simple movie. It's but it's really fun to me. Like I think it's really enjoyable. It's one you could really just turn on and turn your brain off, and even zone out during parts which are boring. It's it, which like okay, some people complain about that, like oh, but every movie should be. But I don't think every movie has to be. I say this movie really succeeds at being an entertaining finale for the franchise and being a good send off for everyone. And I think that's really where it succeeds. So I still really love Destroy Monsters. I know Nostalgia plays a part in it for me, but I, I do still really love it, and I loved it enough to get the X-plus version of King Ghidorah from this movie. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Chris, where can, people, where can people find you? Well, they can, for my personal Twitter, they can find me at Chris underscore Kaiju. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find my writings on thesomethingghoulish.com. And you can find my alongside mine, with, <laughs> yeah, and yours. And you can find my podcast, Garganticast, on Twitter at Garganticast. And I'm on all the podcast avenues: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, the works. <laughs> all right, everyone. This has been episode nine of the Godzilla Roundtable. Wait, Thank I you once again, again, Chris, for joining. No problem for joining us. And next time, like I said, we will be joined by David from Kaiju Apostle. And we'll be discussing All Monsters Attack, otherwise known as Godzilla's Revenge. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, and have a good night.